Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He is gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner? Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This week, the Brookfield Now and Waukesha Freeman ran a little article about our relationship together as two congregations, two churches in one location. Any of you see either the paper or the online version of those articles? Well, Tuesday morning was when the Brookfield Now posted the online version as we were sitting around at our staff meeting and within a matter of minutes, people began to comment on two churches working together. Now, while we think this is bold and exciting news, you would think the comments would, would be around the nature of, wow, that's interesting, or maybe even raising some questions. I wonder why they're doing that. But no, the first comment that was posted, I can't even physically tell you because it was so crazy. But I'll just give you this little hint that it was written by someone who was probably not a part of the ELCA. And so instead of commenting on anything to do about the relationship or about the article, they just went off on how it is that we are a part of the ELCA. Guessing they have a few differing beliefs than what we do. So, of course, that comment triggered this whole response of comments. And it was just amazing to see the amount of people who sit around and comment on things like this. <laughs> and, again, I can't even tell you the nature of all of those comments, but one even got eliminated from the Brookfield Now website a little later. Now... This is just my opinion, but people who sit around and have that much time on their hands really have too much time on their hands or haven't found a more useful, productive way to use that time. Now, I'll admit that's a value judgment on my part because clearly the people who take the time to write negative comments on any online article feel that it is worth the time in doing so. Now, I understand that comedians and radio talk show hosts are looking for all kinds of things like this, controversial things to be able to talk about. They get paid to do this. But for the people who just look for things to speak negatively about, you have to wonder, what else could they be doing with their time? This, of course, again, is a value judgment on my part, but they're not all that unlike the grumblers that we heard about in today's gospel, who from the very beginning treat Zacchaeus 
as an outsider, as someone who is different from them. They label him as a tax collector and as a sinner. And then when Jesus is so bold and surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, from what we know of Jesus, stops to talk to Zacchaeus. This person who just wanted to get a glimpse of Jesus so that he goes and climbs a sycamore tree with its low-to-the-ground branches, making it easy to climb. He probably is the one that is most surprised that Jesus takes the time of day for him to stop and talk to him and say, Zacchaeus, you have to come down, for I want to stay at your house tonight. Now, if Zacchaeus might have been a female, my guess is he would have immediately started to worry about how clean the house was and what he was going to prepare for dinner that night. But Zacchaeus doesn't even go there in his mind. He is happy to welcome Jesus, welcome him into his home. But the grumblers then continue to complain. How is it that Jesus is going to go and stay at his house, at the house of a sinner, at the house of one who works for the Romans, collecting taxes. What is he to say to that? The Jewish people, the crowds who were around that day, immediately peg Zacchaeus as a sinner because of what he does. Among the Romans, we hear that he's a chief tax collector, someone in management, probably because of his work record. But can you just imagine now the online comments that would be posted today if the crowds that day would be able to do so, about how vicious they would be about who Zacchaeus was as a person, whether true or far from the truth. For the grumblers already believed that they knew everything that there was to know. And so what could Jesus do for them? They had it all figured out. They had it all right in their minds. And so how they spent their time was judging those that they didn't think have it, had it all figured out. But here's the thing, people. When you start to think that you know all there is to know, that your way is the only right way, then you have no need for God in your life. And you are more lost than you realize. And we're all a little lost in some way. Whether you post negative comments online because you just feel this urge to do it, or whether you have called someone a sinner in your life, or whether you simply get caught up in judging someone because they're different than you. The truth is, we're all a little lost. We don't have everything figured out. And we need Jesus in our lives. We need Jesus to keep on seeking us out and searching for us to save us and to redirect us at times. Zacchaeus saw that in Jesus, which is so important. And he saw in Jesus who he really was. Not a person identified by the crowds as a sinner. Not a person who was solely defined by what, by what he did during his work week. But as a son of Abraham, 
as someone who is a part of this long line of descendants that God had promised to Abraham, who was childless at the time, that he was going to become the father of many nations, that he too is one of the people in this great and wide family of God. And when you are able to get beyond worrying about what others think about you or say about you, and when you're able to get beyond the perceptions that people might have of you because of what you do during your week, then you're able to listen more clearly for God's voice, calling out to you as the son or the daughter that you are. And then when you hear that, you hop down out of the tree that you are in, and you're able to have this honest and open heart-to-heart -heart with Jesus so that you can focus on what matters most in your living as a child of God. And you can focus on how to best spend your time so that it's always about sharing the good news. And that, anytime you hear it, anytime you receive it, is always worth commenting on especially in the positive people. Amen.